This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL, loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers. IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K through 12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. I have personally used IXL with students to support them in math, and I love that it focused on the skills that students needed and could help differentiate learning for them. I was also able to look at the data and use that information to inform my instruction. Do you want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast, where we explore the challenges of burnout for teachers and share practical strategies to support teacher well-being. I'm your host, Barb Flowers. If you're a teacher looking for ways to prevent burnout or an educational leader searching for strategies to support your team, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. I wanted to let you know about a coaching offer I have going on right now. It's a four-week offer, one month of coaching, And I'm going to help you love teaching again. In this month, we're going to talk about how to overcome burnout by talking about your identity as a teacher, how to deal with feelings of overwhelm, setting boundaries and self-care and building resilience. So if this interests you, reach out to me on Instagram at Barb Flowers Coaching, and we can set up a free burnout strategy plan where we'll meet and come up with a strategy for dealing with your burnout so that you can love teaching again. So again, if you're interested, reach out to me on Instagram at Barb Flowers Coaching. Hey everyone, welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast. So today I want to ask you, do you leave school every day feeling exhausted and like your brain is on overload? I know that some days I come home and I'm so on edge and even more tired than normal. Just certain days make me super tired and I get home and I go from being a principal to a mom to two little kids and a wife and it can be hard sometimes and I feel like my kids are always needing something, right, because they're six and eight, and that's what kids do. And many times they're exhausted and cranky from their school day. And I'm trying to get them where they need to go, whether it's swim or gymnastics or basketball, trying to get them to all the different activities. And I am just feeling emotionally drained and exhausted. Does this sound familiar? Well, these feelings of overwhelm may actually be coming from a place of being overstimulated. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about overstimulation and how we can manage it. And it's so interesting because when I think of the word overstimulation, I never thought that this is a word that would pertain to me because in the education field, we think of overstimulation as students with autism or sensory processing disorders or ADHD, they get overstimulated. Um, But educators can get overstimulated too. And um, this can happen just because our brain gets overwhelmed with all of the incoming information that we have going on all the time. So today we're going to talk about what overstimulation is and how we can deal with it. So first I want to say it's typically found in people who are considered a highly sensitive person or someone who's an introvert. And sometimes introverts are highly sensitive people um, and sometimes they're not. And that term, a highly sensitive person, that's referring to someone who's considered very sensitive, highly empathetic, they're very thoughtful, people pleasers, deeply emotional, 
more aware of their senses, and they may need more time to recharge. So I don't know if you can relate with being a highly sensitive person. I know that I can. I'm also an introvert, so I can relate with all of those things. Um, But you don't have to be considered highly sensitive to get overstimulated. It can happen to anyone. So I want you to think about what a typical day at work looks like in whatever role you're in. So if you're a teacher, if you're an administrator, maybe you're a school psychologist, any role that you're in, I'm sure you're pulled in different directions all day. No matter what role in a school we're in, we always have a plan and it doesn't always work out the way that we plan. Some days go exactly as they are scheduled and other days I get so many things thrown at me that weren't planned. So it just depends on the day. But think about what a typical day looks like. And I just want you to think about how many decisions that you're making all day. Research has found that teachers make about 1,500 decisions per day. So in a six-hour instructional day, that would be four decisions per minute. But this number comes from research in the 1990s. So it might even be higher now with the use of technology. So if you think about that, 1,500 decisions per day. So when you get tired or when you get home and you're tired, it's probably mental fatigue from making 1,500 decisions during the day. So I want you to first give yourself grace and just think about that and really sit in the fact that you make 1,500 decisions per day. That's a lot. In Jenny Grant Rankin's book, First Aid for Teacher Burnout, How Can You Find Peace and Success? She talks about that routine overstimulation is one of the 13 most common and impactful contributors to teacher burnout. So just think about how overstimulation and having your brain get overwhelmed with all the incoming information, that, that's a um, huge contribution to burnout. So we just want to make sure that we know what those signs of overstimulation are and that we know how to manage it properly. So signs of overstimulation are mental fatigue or brain fog. Being hyper-focused on physical and mental pain. The feeling of discomfort in environments with many people or bright lights. An inability to ignore loud sounds, strong smells, or other sensory information. A loss of focus or feeling overwhelmed, agitated, and irritable. And if you're like me, I experience overstimulation after work. So during work, I feel like I'm so into the school day that I'm just doing and responding to all the different things happening and all the decisions I'm making without even thinking about it. So I don't even know that, you know, my brain's getting tired or that I'm dealing with overstimulation. It's for me when I get done and my workday is over and I get in my car, I just kind of need to decompress in the silence for a minute. But I really notice that overstimulation when I go home and my kids I love, they always want to play Alexa and they love playing these songs as loud as they can. And I'm like, guys, just please turn it down or have it really quiet because I'm just, I'm overstimulated. You know, I'm tired. I'm, my brain is just, I have brain fog, mental fatigue, all the things. And I just don't want to listen to loud music. Sometimes I just need that quiet when I get home from work. So I don't know if you can relate to overstimulation. I don't know if you feel it during the day sometimes or if you feel it when you get home, but that's how I experience it. So now I want to talk about how we can manage overstimulation. So um, during the school day, have times where you have your students working quietly. 
I know that sometimes, um, you know, especially I come from an elementary background and I work in an elementary school, you know, we always have said that loud classrooms are good classrooms where kids are learning and we're thinking about centers and um, kids collaborating with each other. And that is very true. But if you think about it, you need a break and kids need a break from the noise. In my first grade classroom when I taught, I always did what we called quiet time after recess because I felt like the kids needed to come in and settle down. And so we would play like quiet, calming music and I would um, have them finish up on work or do something where they're just working quietly. They could even put their head down because they need a break, but also you need a break from the noise. Also keep your classroom clutter free with simple decor. I know many times on Pinterest or Instagram, we see these beautiful classrooms with lots of things, but I notice myself that I start to feel overstimulated. Even if I look at a, you know, a classroom and I'm like, it's beautiful in here. Having too much stuff overstimulates me. And if it overstimulates me as an adult, it probably is overstimulating kids as well. So keep your classroom clutter free just simple decor. And I try to think about that in my office as well. Like I don't have a lot of stuff in my office and that's intentional because when I'm stressed out or there's a lot going on, I just like everything to be simple because things around me start to, um, it just makes me more stressed out. Also use your lunch breaks and planning time as a time to decompress, especially if you're an introvert, introvert or a highly sensitive person, like I was talking about earlier Take a couple of minutes to just take deep breaths or just sit in the quiet. It's good to go sit and eat lunch with your colleagues and have time to talk, but knowing yourself is so important that you need to just sit and decompress for a few minutes so that you're able to come back to a better state, um, you know, where you're less overstimulated when the kids are back. Also, make sure you have time to decompress after school. Take a few minutes to be alone. This could be driving in your car. That kind of depends how long your car ride is or if you take your kids to school with you. Um, But I would say always take a few minutes to decompress. I like to journal when I need to decompress. Sometimes I get home and I just um, ask my husband to watch the kids for a minute and I just go. But there was a time where I was also, you know, single. And so I had my kids and it was just me. And that was hard too, because you're on all the time. And so you can't always do that. But even in those cases, you know, have your kids decompress, read a book, watch TV, whatever it is, so that you can just take a few minutes for yourself. And I just like to go journal and, you know, think about when well that day, I like to journal what's on my mind. When I get really overstimulated, I'll even list some of the things that are overwhelming me and making me feel overstimulated so that I can identify them to just release them and let them go. Another strategy for uh, managing overstimulation is reducing the decisions you have to make throughout the week. I'm a huge planner, and I do believe that this helps with overstimulation a lot. Um, I like to plan out all activities on the calendar at the beginning of the week. My husband and I have a conversation about what's going on. We plan out the calendar. I also like to plan meals out. So what am I going to eat each night? For me personally, I have come to a point where I hate cooking after work because I'm so tired. I'm so overstimulated. I just, that mental fatigue. So I like to meal prep on Sundays and I just meal prep random things and pull it out of the fridge. And that's what we have for dinner. It's not this huge, big, warm, sit down meal, but just things that I had already meal prepped and planned for the week because that just helps me when I'm already, I have so much going on. Um, 
I also like to plan out what I'll wear for the week. I don't always do this, but I do try to because it's just, that's one less decision I have to make in the morning. I'll just take part of my closet and have outfits paired together that I can just pull something to wear. Um, I know some people like to wear similar things each day, so it's not a decision they have to make. Steve Jobs, on one thing I'll never forget that I read about him was he was known for wearing a black turtleneck, jeans, and tennis shoes because it was one less decision he had to make each day. I've also read that about Obama. He wears, I think it said blue or gray suits because it's one less decision he needed to make. So just thinking about where can you already have decisions pre-planned on the weekend so that during the week it's all ready to go. You're using, you're running on routines basically so that you're not having to think about every little thing. Another strategy for overstimulation is practicing emotional regulation skills. So um, especially highly sensitive people, they are lower in their emotional regulation skills. So practicing things like mindfulness, um, being aware of your thoughts and being able to reframe negative thoughts into positive thoughts, journaling, like I talked about earlier, being aware of when we need to take a break. So these are all emotional regulation skills. And emotion, emotional regulation skills take a lot of work and practice to get good at them. Um, and this is something I do in my coaching practice. So if you're ever interested in coaching with me on a one-to-one -one basis, you can send me an, um, an, a message on Instagram because I do love coaching teachers on these emotional regulation skills. Because if you are a highly sensitive person, this could be an area you struggle with. And it will be harder in your workday you know, if you're not able to be aware of when you need to take a break, when you need to slow down. So those are skills you need to practice. And then my last strategy is self-care. I talk about self-care in about every single episode. And you can go back and listen to my self-care series that I did this summer. It was episodes 18, 19, 20, and 21. And I talked about exercise, eating healthy, mindfulness, and the importance of sleep. Go back and listen to those because taking care of yourself does help with overstimulation. I say it all the time, but getting up and working out or getting up and doing yoga, going for a walk, taking the dog for a walk, anything you can do to get your body moving, getting outside, all of those things are self-care for you and that's going to help you feel better. That's going to help with the overstimulation. And I'm always running exercise and nutrition groups. So if you're interested, you can complete the application on my Instagram page. I have a link in my bio and we can find a group that fits your self-care needs. But I am always running groups to help teachers with their self-care because I'm a huge advocate for that. And the platform that I use has tons of nutrition and tons of exercise um, plans that you can do. And I'm, you know, if you have a plan you're going to do it because you have something to follow compared to every day just picking a different YouTube workout. So um, contact me if you're interested in that as well. But I just want to recap. So how do we manage the overwhelm? We have times throughout the school day when students work quietly. We keep our classroom clutter-free with simple decor. We use breaks and planning time as a time to decompress. We take time to decompress after school. Reduce the decision, decisions you have to make throughout the week. Practice emotional regulation skills and take care of yourself and focus on self-care. So I hope that you found that helpful. If you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching or more tips throughout the week, you can find me on Instagram at Barb Flowers Coaching. Thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, please leave a review so others are able to find this podcast as well. The more reviews you leave, the easier it is to find. So I hope you have a great week and stay tuned for next week's episode. 
Do you want to save time on prep work, increase achievement for all student populations, reliably meet Tier 1 standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.